Adam, help! I'm so overwhelmed! I can't get things done that I want to get done, and there's things that I need to get done that I keep pushing off, and I feel so behind, I feel so overwhelmed, and I'm just so stressed out. Help! This is one of the most common questions that I get, and because it's the holidays, I'm going to share my method of structuring your weeks with clarity so that you can enjoy it as well. This is literally how you script your confidence one day at a time so you can get back control of your week and feel like you have control over your life. Enjoy this. You'll want to take notes. So I got this idea originally from Tony Robbins. It's the weekly planning process stemming from one of his incredible tools, RPM, which stands for Results-Focused, Purpose-Driven, Massive Action Plan. And there is an incredible, incredible program that he has that I've gone through seven times because it's so freaking awesome called Time of Your Life. And there's a link to that down below and you can get 10% off using the code in the show notes. I cannot tell you how life-changing this program is. It literally allows you to take back control of your life, of managing your time effectively so you actually do the things that give you fulfillment instead of living out of obligation. This is one of the game-changer tools that I've used to take my life to the next level, so I want to share it with you. So from this tool in that program called the Weekly RPM, I did some modifications through time and I came up with a very simple four-step method to give you back control of your week so that you feel like you're in control of your life again. And here's what it is. Oftentimes, this is what happens. When you're looking at your week on a Sunday, a Monday, whatever it is, you think of the things that you have to do, your obligations, your necessities, and maybe even one or two things that you'll want to do, and you think about them, and maybe there's 10 or 15 things, but because you think about them over and over again, it feels like you have hundreds and hundreds of things. And if you feel like you have hundreds and hundreds of things to do, of course you're going to be overwhelmed. When you get stuck in your head, you're dead. Because if you only have them in your mind and you think of them over and over again, it adds overwhelm. So step one of this process is very simple. Take a brain dump. It sounds simple and it simply works if you simply do it. And here's what you do. So step one in this process is you take all of the things that you have to do and all of the things that you want to do for the next seven days and you write them on paper. Here's what happens. When you physically write them on paper, you get headspace. You actually have space to think like a human. What a concept, right? But I know it sounds simple. And again, this simply works if you simply do it. I can't stress that enough. So all you're going to do, and I, I do this on Saturdays or Sundays, looking at the next seven days ahead. Think of those things that you have to and want to do and physically write them on paper. Write everything you have to do within the next seven days. That's step one. You take a brain dump. You give yourself headspace. Now, here's what step two is. Think about your bedroom. 
Adam, what direction are we going with this podcast? Think about your bedroom and the drawers that you have. Now, when you have clothes, they're not all over the place. I mean, maybe they are in your home, or maybe you just take them out of the dryer. <laughs> but in your bedroom, you likely have a chest of drawers. You likely have a closet. And in those drawers, you have a pants drawer where the pants go. In your drawers, you have a shirt drawer where your shirts go and so on. Adam, what are you talking about? I'm talking about organization and chunking. Because again, in step one, we have this huge list of things. And in a seven-day period, it varies on the day, the time, the person. On average, you're going to have 10 to 30 things to do. And if you look at all those things, it can feel really overwhelming, especially because the default is looking at them and assuming that they all have to be done today. So that's part of why we write them down is to get the clarity and take the unspoken expectation of when they need to be done off the table. Just that step should give you a sense of, oh, it's not that bad, <laughs> but you still have the things to do. So this is why I'm talking about your drawers. Once you have all of your things that you need to do and, and want to do in the next seven days physically written down on paper, what you're going to do is you're going to categorize them in three different categories. I recommend three for this reason. This is how the brain works. One, two, three, many. When you have three categories, it gives you enough variety so that you can separate them, but you don't have so many that it just overwhelms you. So when you have three categories, it allows you to space them and separate them so that when you look at each category, it chunks it down into manageable pieces so you don't get overwhelmed. So I'll just give you what I do. I'll give you my example. So my three categories that I use, number one is work. Number two is self-care, things like going to the gym, stretching, things like that. And then number three is personal branding, things of that nature, growing my own thing. So these are the three categories, just so that you have an idea and give you some ideas for, oh, there's a double standard giving you ideas for categories you may want to create. Once you have those, you're going to get three different colored highlighters and you're going to color code the list that you just made. So for example, let's say using my three categories, we'll use red for work, we'll use blue for self-care, and we'll use yellow for personal brand or interests, fun, hobbies, passion projects, whatever you want to call them. So what you're going to do is you're going to go back to step one to your brain dump list, and you're going to just do a little color-coded dot next to each of the items that correspond to the category. So again, red for the example was work. So anything on my list from my brain dump of my things that I have to or want to do in the next seven days that correspond to the category of work, I'm just very simply going to take my red highlighter and just put a little dot next to those items. And then I'm going to do the same thing with self-care stuff. And I'm going to put a little blue dot next to that. And then with the, pow with, the, with the passion project things, personal brand, yellow highlighter, and just put a dot next to that. By doing this, you have separated 
all of your things into categories or to the bedroom example, into your drawers. This takes the overwhelm down even further. Now we're going to go into the next step, which is categorizing. So again, as a recap, step one was take a brain dump. Step two was getting your three categories and then looking at your brain dump list and putting a highlighter mark next to each one so that you can correspond the categories and break down the list into their appropriate assignments or drawers. Now we're going to be in step three. We're going to look at one category at a time so that we prevent the overwhelm from coming into the picture. So let's just say, for example, we're going to look at the work category. And let's just say, for example, that there are five things in there. Now, looking at those five things, we are going to prioritize that list in that one category. And here's how we're going to do it. There's two lenses. The first one is we're going to look at what are the things that have deadlines? So if you're doing this on a Sunday and something is due on Monday, that's going to be number one on your list. Things that have deadlines, things that other people may be depending on you for, those go at the top of the list. Now, the second lens, this is my spin. This is what really will help give you momentum, motivation, and inspiration from yourself instead of an external source. The second lens is this. In that category, looking at those list of things, which of those are things that you really need to do, but you don't want to? Maybe it's something that keeps showing up on your weekly list week after week after week. They're the things that you really need to do, but you just don't want to do them. That's going to be also your priority. So that's the second priority after the already spoken for obligations that have deadlines. Here's why. Have you ever had something like that where you had been putting it off for weeks, you didn't want to do it, it just made you like ah, grit your teeth because it just, it, just, it just gave you pain thinking about it. But once it was done, you had this like, relief moment where you felt your shoulders drop and you were just like, I'm so glad that that's over and done with. And it gave you a boost of freedom. It gave you a boost of clarity. It gave you momentum forward. This is how you do it. You prioritize that in your list so that that gets done first in the week. So these are the things that you don't put till Friday or Saturday. You know those aren't going to happen anyway. These are the things that you put in Mondays or Tuesdays at the latest because once you accomplish them, what's going to happen is you've taken care of the things that have deadlines. And now that you've taken care of the things that you don't want to do but really need to do, now you have relief. And what's going to happen is you're going to feel that relief and you're going to say, I'm so glad that's done. And from that momentum, you're going to think, I wonder what else I can do. The reason that this is so powerful is it builds momentum and momentum something you want to keep stacking. Now, the things that are on your list that you may enjoy, those are easy. So put those last. You're going to spend your willpower, your focus, your energy 
on the things that are priorities, meaning the things that have deadlines and the things that you don't want to do but have to do. Once those are taken care of, the rest are going to be easy. So this is how you set yourself up for success. And again, and I can't stress this enough, everything must be written down pen and paper. If you prefer, if you're a digital person, there's nothing wrong with that. I prefer digital too, not for this process. These are things you want to physically write down. There is a lot of research behind this. Take my word for it. It is so much more powerful this way. Habakkuk, it's biblical. Habakkuk 2.2. Write it down and make it plain. It's so powerful to do this. So again, we're in step three. And as a recap in step three, we've taken our brain dump list that we have color-coded, and we've taken the things that were color-coded and listed them in the category that corresponds to that color-coded space. For the example I used, the workspace. And we have organized them in order of priority. Now here is the fourth step. This is where we integrate what we've done into our week. We have our list of priorities in the categories. And again, we're looking at one category at a time. Now what we're going to do is assign time. What do you mean, Adam? Like stick it on the calendar? Here's the other game changer. When you're looking at your list of things, you're going to estimate how long each of these things will take plus a buffer. So you're going to estimate how much time it will take with a conservative point of view. I'm not talking politics here. Here's what I mean. Let's just assume that in your list, one of your items will realistically take you three hours. Three hours if you're fully focused. Three hours if you're dialed in and conditions are perfect and you don't have distractions and all that stuff. The truth is, that's not how life works. You're going to have distractions. You're going to have things happen and all this. So if you don't plan for them, this is one of the reasons we get overwhelmed. So when we plan in advance and anticipate, this prevents that from happening. So if, for example, this project realistically all best case scenario would take you three hours to complete, what you're going to do is add 10 to 20% of time onto that time. So if it ideally took three hours, we're going to put three and a half hours. And you're just going to write that next to the item as a guesstimate for how much time you think and expect that to take. Once you do that for the items, here's how we put it into life. We look at our calendar and the first thing we do is we schedule the non-negotiables. So if you have a nine to five job, you will schedule 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you have a doctor's appointment, you'll put it in there. If you have obligations like you have to drop your kid off at school at 8 a.m., you put it in there. And here's the big one. Your personal care things like going to the gym. If you know that you have to go to the gym by 5.30 in the morning, otherwise it won't happen, put it in your calendar. Hear me clearly on this. If it's not in your calendar, it's not a priority. This includes things like date night, self-care time, and all that. 
That's why self-care is a category that I recommend. Because if it's not in your calendar, it's not a priority. Lip service is easy. Everybody talks a good game, but few people do. This is how you make sure you do to follow through. It's in your calendar. You make a date with yourself. And if it's in your calendar, treat it like a doctor's appointment. Do you just randomly show up at your doctor's appointments? No, you have them scheduled ahead of time. You anticipate how long it will take to get there. And once you're there, because it's on your calendar, if something comes up, if someone calls and said, we need to jump on a call, you say, that time's already spoken for. I have an appointment. That's the same response that you're going to give to people who want your time during when you're scheduled to be at the gym, during when you're scheduled to have family time, during when you're scheduled to have date night. If you don't protect your time, if you don't schedule what's important to you, other people will schedule what's important to them for you. Which life do you want to live? That's why this is key. So off my soapbox. <laughs> so again, step four, we're in the calendar. And again, just for the next seven days, we're going to schedule first the non-negotiables, the things that are obligations, work, things like that. Once that is in, then we're going to look at our three categories and we're going to look and find where there are time blocks that correlate to what we're doing. So the example I gave, the three-hour activity that we put three and a half hours with, we are going to look and see where a three and a half hour time block will fit into our schedule now that we already have the non-negotiable scheduled into our calendar. This is how you can literally take back your time and schedule things appropriately, realistically, with a time buffer. The reason we add that extra 10 to 20% is because life happens. And it's why we don't schedule things on a time frame, meaning from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. It's why we schedule things on a time block. Three and a half hours, where does it fit? Because if we schedule to do the project from three to five or whatever time frame, and we hit some traffic and we get there at 3.15, we're gonna be late starting, which means we won't finish it which means we're going to lead or bleed into the next scheduled thing. We're already behind. Now we're behind on the next thing on the calendar, and you can see where overwhelm comes from. If instead we anticipate by having that conservative time and we add that buffer, that 10 to 20% in, then we can account for things like traffic, like Chipotle running through you so you're in the bathroom for more than 30 seconds. These are the things that actually come up in life that we can anticipate ahead of time. And here's the double bonus. When you add this time buffer and life does happen, you're right on track and you don't feel behind. You don't feel overwhelmed. And then you don't start taking things off the calendar or not adhering to the calendar or trying to like override it. The other bonus is if things do go according to plan, and you scheduled for three and a half hours, but you actually got it done in three, how freaking fantastic are you going to feel that you have an extra half hour and you're ahead of schedule? 
it's not only a, a win that you got it done, but you got it done ahead of schedule. So now you're going to feel absolutely freaking fantastic. And when you feel absolutely freaking fantastic, what sort of results do you think you're going to get for the next thing? And how much of a rock star are you going to feel at the end of your day that you not only crushed your day, but you did it ahead of schedule? And it was effortless because you did this planning ahead of time. This is how you get your time back. This is how you take it to another level. And this is a four-step system that has totally transformed my life. And again, this is from Time of Your Life, an incredible program by Tony Robbins. Again, the link is in the show notes along with a discount code to get you 10% off because I love you and I want to help you and I want to help you do it at a cheaper rate. So what I shared is derived from just one of the many tips and tools and strategies that are so clear, so powerful in this system. I can't recommend it enough. I've been doing this. I've been, I've been, I've had that program for, I think, about three years now. And again, I've gone through that seven times because there's always another level of learning. And if it's so good, if it's so impactful, I want to get even more juice out of it, which is why I keep going into it. This is one of the many things also that I work on with my clients of getting their time back. So I have a question for you. Do you have clarity in your life? I'm not asking, do you know what you don't want? I'm asking, do you know what you really want? Do you have clarity on what you want? And more importantly, do you have clarity on knowing exactly what to do to realistically make those happen? And do you have the courage and accountability to actually follow through and do those things? Most people don't. So if that's you, you're not alone. That's why I became a full-time coach because there's such a need for this. And that's why I'm so passionate about this stuff because it's one of the many things I do with my clients. So if you are in a place where you want clarity to know what to do and accountability to follow through with someone who is a professional, one of the top 1% of coaches in the world, I'm your boy. That's what I do. So if you are feeling and thinking about learning what is a coach, I've never had one. I don't know what that looks like. What, what, what is that? What is it? I, I, what you shared, I need it, but I don't know how it works. I've never done it before. In the show notes is a link for you to click to see if coaching is right for you. If what, that, what I shared with you sounds like something that you'd like more in your life, that's literally what I do full time. And I'd be honored to be your coach, provided that you are a right fit. So if that's something you're looking for, if you want clarity in your life, if you want courage and accountability to actually follow through on the things so that you can have a life of fulfillment in living it by design rather than by default so that you actually feel that you're living in freedom. Freedom meaning the willingness to be known for who you truly are. That's why I do what I do. And I'd be honored to work with you if you're a right fit. So again, check the show notes. There's a link. If you'd prefer to send me an email, my email address is adam.martin at tonyrobbins.com. That also will be in the show notes for you as well. I am so excited for you to use this tool. It is going to be a game changer for your life, for your clarity. You're going to feel like you got your life back. 
And I'm just going to be upfront and honest. I highly recommend doing this on a Saturday or Sunday. And when you first do this, just being honest, this will take you about an hour and a half, two hours. But think about this. If two hours at once gave you clarity for seven days, such that you knew exactly what to do, when to do it, that you already anticipated everything ahead, and you literally just open your eyes, wake up, and show up and follow the plan, isn't that worth two hours to you to have a whole week of progress? It's incredible. So to me, yes, I do this every week. It's been a game changer. But I just want to be honest with you. That's what it's going to cost, about two hours, once a week, to have seven days of clarity. Another thing to consider, some people like to do this on Friday if you have a Monday to Friday job. Doing this Friday after work, before you leave the office so that when you come home, it's the weekend is family time and you don't have to worry about it at all. So there's a couple ways to do it. I like to do it on Sundays. Some people like to do it at work, at the office, after on Friday, so that when they're done, they have their whole week planned and they're good to go. There's no wrong way unless you don't do it. I know what I shared is simple and that's the good news. Getting back control of your life and having clarity is not a 180. It may feel like it, but all it is is two millimeter shifts. And that's the good news. You don't have to do a 180. You're not broken. You don't need fixed. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just slight little adjustments. This simply works if you simply do it. And that's the simple truth. So I hope this helps you and serves you as much as it's helped me. Enjoy this. I wish you a very happy new year. Let's make this year and all the rest amazing, filled with passion and impact so that you can live the life of your dreams on your terms. Because it's my belief that you were built on purpose for a purpose. So use that, go forth and be a blessing to dispense your full potential and live a life worthy of the calling you have received. God bless.